Welcome back to the podcast. So after last week and just talking about like some of my thoughts over the week, I decided to like do this weekly. So having maybe more planned out episodes on Wednesdays and more like pop culture, things that are going in my head, controversial takes on Saturdays. So um, here are just some things that I wrote down throughout the week. I always talk about the negative aspects of experiencing the isms, but I think there is a positive. You can see people for who they are. The people who put all their value of a person into their looks and race, you can see it all. I'm not a perfect person, not nice even, but I can tell when someone else is based off how they treat me and the people I surround myself with. It's very telling. And so on this, um, my mom recently went to this big event and she was treated so poorly and she just felt like it was because of her race and it's like those are the people that you want to watch out for like the people that you know will treat you poorly because of what you look like and they treat other people differently until they realize maybe you have a certain status or a certain thing but it's like it should never be linked to that people should just treat you good no matter who you are what you do what you look like and you can just tell like there are so many people that I've encountered especially working as a professional, two people who are doing the exact same thing. And one person is treated differently because of the way that they look and the way that they act. And those things can be linked. Like I consider myself a very quiet person. And a lot of other people are more extroverted and like nice and like friendly. And I don't think that makes me less friendly, but I guess it makes me less approachable in their eyes. But the difference in how they're treated and how they're respected because of that one quality is huge and you just it makes me wonder if my race is a factor in that I've been seeing so many people talking about how they feel like as a black woman in the corporate space they have to be very outgoing or else they're seen as disrespectful and that they have an attitude but some people are just quiet and some people don't want to like small talk and gossip with people that they don't know that well I feel like I definitely fall into that category and I think it's gotten me into a lot of awkward positions and places because of that and it's something that I definitely want to work on because I'm looking to quit my job well I'm not looking I am quitting my job super soon and starting another one and I'm trying to be more outgoing and it's like why do I feel like I have to be that way I know why but it is sad feeling like you have to conform to become something that you're not just because of certain factors and oppression that you can't control like race fat black like you know what I mean like there's just like all these factors that sometimes I feel like are stacked against me and I have to just kind of weasel my way through which sucks um so also I was so desperate so desperate for friends that I allowed myself to second guess myself for years I wasted so much time trying to not see the red flags about the closest relationships in my life I have no friends. In short, it's kind of sad, but it's kind of real. How many friends are you supposed to have at 22 after graduating college and no longer being around only people your age? I just become content to it and started just finding hobbies and finding myself. I'm not glorifying being independent and alone, and I'm coming to terms with it. It just, I'm just trying to be content. And this is so true. Um... I feel like during college, a lot of my friendships were like uh, circumstantial. Like we were friends because we met before school started. We're friends because we're both the same major. We're friends because we're both black. (laughs) Like I feel like there were like all these factors that were making my friendships happen. And when you realize that at the base of that friendship, there's a lot of like angsts and hurt and 
um, malice, you can't just like keep going. And I feel like with a lot of my friendships, I just kept going. And it just makes it harder and worse. And as someone who's always in their head, I just was constantly thinking about the little things, the little actions, the little digs. And it just became too much. And eventually I hit my breaking point and I was like, I'm done. And I just let everyone go. And I was just alone. And it's like, am I the problem? Maybe, but also I should be in friendships with people that I like and not just being around people to be around people. So I'm not alone. And I think that's like growth, realizing that you can't just make it work with people that hurt your feelings. So my next one was, I hate lying. I hate liars. A few years ago, I vowed to stop lying. I just don't like how it makes me feel. And I hate how normalized it is on the internet. Like I understand lying to strangers can't hurt anyone. But what is the point? Seriously, I don't know. I guess I just don't connect to it. There's like this thing about telling little lies to people and how fun it is to lie um, to strangers. And I, I just don't get it. I don't. I hate lying. I hate being accused of lying. It's just the whole thing is so dumb. I think it stems from lying as a child. Um, and not even like a particular time when someone found out I was lying. But it just never felt good. So I try not to do it. Even if it protects someone, I still try not to do it. But I felt like I had to lie a lot about my job. Um, about wanting to leave and stuff just to protect their feelings. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. And lying doesn't make it better. Usually it makes it worse. So... I hate liars. <laughs> um, and I think it's kind of coming from a hypocritical point because I realized how much I hated it when I felt like I had to do it. Um, I also just felt really lazy. Um, I'm trying to find my ideal job. But it's like, what do I want to do? I want to be happy with my job, but does it have to be my dream job? Maybe it's just the area I live in. I like my job, I like designing, but is it my passion or do I just not like working a nine to five? It's seriously making me hate it, but I'm scared to go and try to change careers now because is that even what I want to do in 10 years from now? It's like, how do you find what you want to do? Sometimes I feel like the best job for me would be to just do something that everyone can do. You don't have to go to school for it and just live my life like that. But then other times I want to find something else more design related to do, like um, IX and UX design or graphic design or industrial design or architecture. But it's just like a constant spinning wheel of what's next because feeling so stuck with what I just graduated college with, it does not feel good. Not knowing if I can switch careers or find another passion, it kind of feels like shit. So the next one came from like beauty time and I feel like because of graduating college last year I'm still in that moment of knowing that I'm going home at a certain time in the year and that's where I can get all this all my beauty things done but it's so like unsettling because when all you want is a glow up the glorification of self-care and feeling done up um I just like realized how much time it takes. Like there's so many things I want to do. I just feel down. I don't know. And when they're not done, it just feels weird. And my seasonal depression is really just hitting me this year. And it's 
we're trying to come out of it. I've bought in all these lights. I've um, tried to get to my hobbies, painting, drawing, and I need to read. I need to read after this. Um, but starting on my new birth control in this, I'm just so worried about what's next. I don't know. So I want to talk about the TikTok take um, with the girl saying that she's not Ari and Jada. She's um, the black suburban mom who wears Lululemon. Um, and it, for some reason, it made me think like I'm so problematic and I want to change it. I don't really know who Ari and Jada are, but I think they are people who were involved with rappers and had children with them. I saw so many takes about how baby mama culture is so misogynistic and it really made me take a step back. These women didn't choose for their partners to walk out on them. They didn't choose to be single mothers. It happened to them. People always categorize baby mamas. That doesn't even sound right coming out of my mouth because I've never referred to anyone as that. But they've always referred to them as ghetto. And like there's something wrong with them that made the men leave. If anything, the men, the men should be the baby mamas. They are the ones that are looking ghetto to me in these situations. And again, this is problematic in generalizing a situation. I understand what the TikToker was trying to say with her post, but it was so off base. It came off as her tearing down these hardworking single mothers who are making money from social media to provide for their children and leaving the childless men looking untouched. It seemed like what she wanted to say is she didn't want a man to leave her. And like, you can't pick that. That just is what happens. You can say you don't want to be a baby mama, but at the end of the day, that is on the other person too. And you can't force someone to be with you if they don't want to be with you. And if you didn't see it, it's, it was a TikTok about, um, um, that was like going all over Twitter and TikTok this weekend. Um, she wants to be a suburban mom, but what about Ari and Jada makes her think they aren't that? Because they actually have jobs and you want to stay at home. Okay, it seemed like she was glamorizing and glorifying white stay-at-home moms. But if anything, I think Jada and Ari being on the internet and being influencers, having side businesses is like the most stay-at-home mom thing you could do. I relate to the original woman talking because I feel like in my younger days, that's something that I would say. But her language is so coded and she could have just said, I can't wait to drive Suburban and wear a little lemon and go to home Whole Foods. And she could have just shut up but she didn't this may be contradictory of me but i hate when people say controversial things for no reason there was also a tiktok viral video this weekend of this mother discussing abusing her child and how he ran away and that any men who find him can do whatever they want with him and bring him back to her it was so disgusting beating children has become so normalized in the black community because of slavery and passed down trauma like your parents beat your ass so you want to beat someone else's. It's so idiotic. And I remember as a child being whooped. I remember being a teenager being slapped in the face twice in public. And it was so embarrassing. The person who did it refuses to remember, but I will never forget it. And I would never do that to a child of mine. And you wonder why kids get into fights at school. It seems like when there is an increase of people beating their kids, there becomes a decrease of conversation and productive communication. When these parents result in fighting and hurting their, not fighting, um, beating their kids and harming them, that's a missed opportunity for a great conversation to fix their behaviors. I agree with gentle parenting 100% and I don't want to be a parent because I don't fully know if I could do that because I, I raise my voice, I get mad. And being gentle with your kids is going to help them learn the most. 
And when you're just so angry and you have all this animosity, like you can't even speak and put your thoughts into words, it's just going to result in your children doing the same thing. Another t- no, another note on a positive night. Another take on a positive note. Um, I realized that I love being able to take care of myself. I remember as a college student, I kind of disregarded basic care. If I was sick, I was just like sick. I would do little things to feel better, but I never really took it into my own hands when I didn't feel good. This year, I bought myself teas and I got this humidifier and it changed my life. I didn't have it on at first. One night, I felt awful. It's like a little night routine to get me through cold and flu season. And I got this Vicks today with lavender and it's amazing. It's nice to feel like I have self-care now. I was so worried about getting school done when I was in school that it was work, work, 24-7, every day of the week. It's nice to be able to just take care of myself, treat myself. It's an act of self-care I had never realized I needed. It's like having the weekends to like really get in touch with what you need and want and hustling during the week so you have money to do so. Um, that's like one of the perks of capitalism that <laughs> needs to be discussed as well. Because as much as I hate it, there are so many things about it that make life easier to an extent. I watched The Holiday on Netflix and it was just so cute and I loved the premise of it. I love the idea of moving into someone else's home for like a short period of time. It's like changing your whole environment, your whole schedule, just to like have like a breath of fresh air. And like with COVID and making it harder to travel, I really miss going to a whole new place and just feeling like free. That sounds so nice right now. And I guess I started thinking more about the baby mama drama again. And it's like, that can't even be escaped. Like you can't, again, you can't stop someone from leaving you. The only way to not be a baby mama and not even have that be possible is to not have sex because any man, any husband, any boyfriend could walk out on you at any time, any partner in general. Um, yeah. My mind was racing a lot <laughs> this week. Like, it was just overthinking constantly. And I just felt so awful. Um, I'm a hypochondriac, but I can't help but feel like she's had it out against me from day one. And what is the point in complaining now when I'm quitting in a month? I don't want another um, interior designer to feel what I'm feeling right now. Wow, that's a deep... That was just about something going on at work and how I felt so bad. Um, I, I just felt really sad around that. It's like one thing will happen and it'll trigger my like inner sadness. And then I just feel so down for a long time. And then also I stayed up till like 3 a.m. on Thursday night. watching, Listening to all the spaces about the Sophia situation. And my thing with the Sophia situation is why are gay men so misogynistic? Like, Denzel Dion and Ricky Thompson, I don't think that the Saving Sophia space was that bad to her. They were making sure they weren't talking badly about her potential rape situation. My issues with it were Ricky and Denzel's reaction to the Somali space, the uh, Saving Stupidity. Like, Denzel needs a publicist. Ricky handled it pretty well. And those women were off base coming at them. A lot of the white people were saying microaggressions in the original space, but it wasn't, like, overtly racist. It's just because um they were upset 
Jeff Wittick was just trying to get a joke off, which he always does, and he should have just shut up because of his allegations. But I do need this turned into a Netflix show as soon as possible. It reminds me so much of the, the Zola tweet thread. I remember being on Twitter during that too. I can't wait to watch um, the movie. I love A24, and I hope that they request this to them because I remember they were looking for requests a few weeks ago. But those are just some of the things that I've been thinking about recently. And it's kind of like a brain fart and just like a list of everything. But yeah, see you next week.